That's right. This show, as always, is sponsored by Get Your Money Together Bootcamp. Oh My Dollar's immersive online course that covers step-by-step everything you need to know to craft your money plan, including instructional videos and worksheets. To sign up and get started conquering your money, head to bootcamp.ohmydollar.com. Use code PODCAST for 15% off. Welcome to Oh My Dollar, a personal finance show with a dash of glitter. Dealing with money can be scary and stressful, but here we give practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your non-expert host, Will, and here's your expert host, Lillian Kerbick. Let's talk about money. I won't say that I'm an expert, but... <laughs> more more, more of an expert. It's a gradient. Less of a non-expert. It's a gradient. <laughs> um, so I actually thought that we would... We had a listener question that I thought was interesting enough that I thought maybe we could talk about, talk about it the whole episode because it kind of opens up a bunch of different topics. Our listener, Chand, wrote in and had a question about gift giving. How am I supposed to factor gift giving into my budget for things like engagements, weddings, birthdays, etc. that seem to spring out of nowhere? I'm 23 and a large chunk of my friends are settling down, graduating, etc. Dipping into my savings or emergency fund seems like the wrong call because I think these accounts should actually be used to pay for emergencies. At the same time, I really love gift giving and giving meaningful gifts is often pricey. Should I set up a running gifts line item in my budget? How should I determine the amount I set aside, since occasions are not so consistent? Not a super serious question, but it would be cool to help feel my budget become a little more concrete. Shand, yeah, this is a really interesting question. Um, you know, I am about to turn 30, and I had one year a couple of years ago, the, the year that gay marriage became legal in Oregon, that I went to 12 weddings. Oh my god. <laughs> and um, so I totally feel this for you. Uh, and. I mean, I've talked before on the show about known unknowns, and I think one of the things to understand is that gifts are kind of a known unknown. Like you have, especially if you're in your 20s and you have a lot of friends that are getting married and having babies or, mm. you know. Having birthdays. Having birthdays, <laughs> leaving leaving to move abroad or to a new city, and so they have going away parties. Like you have an expectation that you are in a season of your life where probably a lot of your peers are going to have somewhat expensive occasions to give gifts for um, one thing I, I I want to note is that it's always important to pay yourself first and set your own priorities ahead of giving your money away to your friends. So one of the things I, I, I see in some students, I know a lot of students that are incredibly giving. And, you know, like you said, giving mean, meaningful gifts brings them a lot of joy. And they give to every darn Indiegogo, you giving... They, you know, buy gifts for their family and their friends all the time, but they aren't setting any money aside for themselves. Um, they're they're literally not paying themselves first. And so the first thing I, I want to note is that when you are setting this line item in your budget, I want to make sure it's a priority after yourself. And that's, you know, it's the basic you can't put the oxygen mask on before to other people before you put it on. Yourself. Right, right. You got to pay. You got to pay rent and utilities and food. And then you can buy these folks a new Cuisinart. Well, you can you've got to do that. But you also need to set some money aside for your future self. So take care of your future self before you take care of your present friends. And this doesn't I'm not saying be be outrageous outrageously crazy about your saving or be stingy with your friends just make sure you're prioritizing yourself because no one else is going to right like your friends are not don't want you to sacrifice your own retirement 
for them to get a nicer Cuisinart. Right. <laughs> and they, you know, they also aren't your retirement plan, right? Um, and this this is true even with family members, right? Don't make your children your retirement plan, <laughs> um, which we'll, we can talk about in yeah. a future episode. But um, <laughs> Uh, so what I personally do is the great part about having a data for uh, a budget data for a long time is that I actually can kind of average out what gifts can cost. Um, so I know on average I spend around five hundred dollars a year on gifts, which sounds like a lot of money, um, but when you break it down, it's not a crazy amount per month. That's around forty five dollars a month. There are many okay, months let's... go by where I don't spend any any money on gifts, right? But then I I put in that category flying out places for weddings i put in that category um the you know larger wedding gifts that cost more than 45 dollars mm-hmm. um and it's it's a sinking fund so it's my known unknown fund where i just make sure that i prioritize that 45 bucks a month each month and then at the end of the, you know i spend that as the year goes on right, so as it as the weddings inevitably show up right and it rolls over um you know and i had one year where i had 12 weddings and then i had a whole year where i didn't have to attend any weddings at all have you given any really cool wedding gifts uh, so here's the other thing I will say about this is that I am someone who really enjoys the meaningful gift that isn't necessarily a consumer product, mm-hmm. um, uh, particularly because I'm queer and so many of my friends are queer. Most of them got married much later uh, in their life, so they didn't get married in their early. Right, 20s. they didn't need the the silverware set and right, the exactly the like new they don't plates. need another. They they're already combining two kitchens. They don't need a, another Cuisinart because now they just have four blenders. Um, I keep on jumping back to the Cuisinart, but. I, I have to say a KitchenAid is like the most compelling argument for marriage uh, <laughs> for me these days. One of the, one of, one of the like matte stainless steel. Yeah. I, I mean, I cream would butter get one of the, no colored, the colored ones, man. They've got like pink KitchenAids. They're very mm-hmm. pretty. Um, I've learned that I don't, I won't in fact use those. So, I mean, I also have a lot of friends who got that KitchenAid, you know, they put it on the registry and they were so excited about it because they'd never buy it for themselves. Turns out something that you would never buy from yourself that you don't have a clear idea of what you're going to use just sits in your kitchen and takes up counter space and you don't actually bake bread nearly as often as you thought you were going to. Um, and so that's, I mean, well, maybe we'll dive later into yeah, guidance into for putting together your registry, but, um, <laughs> I I think it's important to focus on meaningful gifts don't necessarily need to be incredibly expensive. Um, I think one of the most expensive parts about things like weddings is that it isn't just the gift itself, right? Like throwing in $50 with a couple friends so that you can buy the thing on the registry they really want is like quite reasonable and not a, a huge crazy hit to your budget generally. But if you're in the wedding party and you need to go to a bachelorette or bachelor party mm-hmm. that's in another place and you need to pay for hotels in Vegas and flights out there. And then especially if you're in a wedding uh, and in a kind of traditional hetero wedding and you're on the female side of the wedding party, you've got this, you've got to pay for makeup. You've got to pay for these dresses. You've yep, got and the to right pay color. For, you, yeah, you know, you've got to get exactly the right color and then you've got to get the shoes to match that color. And Or my, my most recent ex- experience, moths had eaten my pants. Ooh. Yeah, I know. That's really rough. I'm not, yeah, I wasn't wearing them, but it was still, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so there's just a lot of expenses that add up. And I think one of the important things to consider when you're, when you've been asked to be at a wedding party and you're really excited about it, theoretically they're a close friend that wants you in the wedding party, is be 
aware and cognizant and plan for the real cost. So a wedding party is, like you said, it's it's kind of unexpected, but usually you have some notice to events like bachelorette and bachelorette party trips and the flight for the wedding, right? Unless it's a shotgun wedding, it's probably not going to be something <laughs> where you don't have some time to plan. And so you need to realize that like, this is one of your values is supporting your friends and that you're going to have to maybe move some money around from other categories. Maybe you spend a little less on eating out. Maybe you, you know, maybe you don't buy as much other clothes because you're trying to get this bridesmaid's dress. Right. Or yeah. Like you said, there's plenty of there's usually plenty of lead up time. Um, and I think one of the other things is if you are in a wedding party and you there is a tendency to kind of go for really expensive options if you're willing to be the brave person, if you're 23, you probably have a lot of broke friends that are also in that wedding party. Yep. <laughs> People in their early 20s that frankly really want to support their friend, but maybe don't want to take a weekend visit to El to Vegas and blow a bunch of money. And if you can find a way to suggest something that is a lot less costly and is still fun and is still focused on why you actually, you know, still focused on your friendship and supporting your friend. Mm -hmm. um, if you're willing to be the brave one that says, hey, this is a little expensive, but I saw this Groupon for this cabin that's actually dri driving distance for everyone, therefore probably would cost us a lot less than all or flying Cheaper somewhere. and as much fun, yeah. Yeah, um, feel free to be the brave one. It's, you know, you're not required to be. You don't have to be <laughs> the brave one. You don't, you, I understand that a lot of people don't want to get the reputation as the cheapskate friend. <laughs> um, but but be aware that most of your friends, if they're in your peer group, have the same concerns as you. And they are similarly worried about money. And money is a valuable tool for connecting with your friends, but it isn't how you show affection for your friends, right? The way you show affection for your friends is by supporting them. The way you show f connection with your friends is by really being in their life and supporting them and having valuable, meaningful time together. It's not by buying them the fanciest thing on their registry. You're not a better friend because you spend more money on them. You're a better friend if you're a better friend. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> you could be a crappy friend that spends a lot of money on someone. <laughs> um, and so just kind of be aware of that. I mean, this comes back to, you know, I, I don't often get into my anti-consumerist bent, but um, weddings are a massive industry. And, you know, there was a Priceline survey um, a couple years ago that pulled uh, over a thousand adults from the age of 21 and showed that men and women that are millennials generally spend an upwards of $600 per each wedding related event from the wedding itself to bachelorette and bachelor parties, showers, oh. engagements, gifts, and, you know, maybe the therapy to get over the whole thing. <laughs> that's, that's more than I would have guessed even. Yeah, and I, you know, I have certainly never spent that much money on my mm -hmm. friends' weddings, but it's probably because I have, I, I was kind of lucky enough that the time in which most of my friends were getting married um, was when people were still recovering from the recession, and because of that, I think a lot more people were aware that a lot more of their friends were unemployed. Right, people weren't as actively trying to have a splashy over the top wedding. Yeah. yeah. I, I am personally very lucky that none of my close friends have had a destination wedding. So I've never had to, you know, the the closest of a destination wedding I've been to is we biked out to the coast. <laughs> right, right. Which is a lot more affordable than a uh, lot more affordable than having to fly to some Caribbean island or something. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I hopefully that was some actionable advice instead of just meandering on my frustration with the wedding industry. But the thing to realize is that one 
you're not the only one that's feeling the crunch if you're involved in a wedding party or something like mm-hmm. that. Or several. And, and so feel, you know, feel free to speak up. Feel free to suggest plans that are just as fun, but maybe don't cost as much. Um, two, have a sinking fund. Plan for it. Be aware that like this might be something you spend a lot of money on in the next couple of years. Um, and three, do a little bit of forward planning. Like you have a general idea, like you said, you know, that some of your friends just got engaged. Okay. If you've got a general idea, maybe they're going to get married next summer. You can start setting some some money aside for that. You can you can do some back of the envelope math and estimate the costs. Um, and last but not least, put yourself before you put these expenses on weddings. And it's okay to say no. <laughs> it, <Yeah>. is, <laughs> it is perfectly okay to not come to every darn uh, wedding-related event for a friend's wedding and only come to the wedding. Um, it's okay to even not come to the wedding and just send your regrets and say, I'm so happy for you, but I really can't afford to fly. Yep, write them a nice letter. Write them a nice letter. You know, maybe maybe get them something on the registry. Visit them after the fact. Exactly. Um and, uh, you know, and this is also true with birthdays. Like, I reach the point where I do, I, I haven't bought friends' birthday presents in years. I will happily buy them a drink um, when we go out for their birthday. And, like cakes, that's been my go-to. Yeah, and oh, like making food is a yeah. phenomenal way to have something low cost and so delightful because so few people make baked goods for each other anymore. <laughs> and, you know, I enjoy eating baked goods. Um, and that, I mean, that's also another way to support friends when they have babies, right? So if you're in your mid or uh, mid to late 20s, probably you have a lot of friends maybe having their first kid. Usually by the second kid, they don't really have baby showers anymore because they've, you know, got stuff left over from the first one. Um, but baby showers don't have to be expensive. Um, I kind of have a fallback, which is that I have the same thing I get for every baby shower. And this is my own personal, like, I don't want to spend any more time in baby stores than I have to. Yeah. (laughs) And um, the decision making has a real cost to it, right? So I have just the standard thing I get unless they say they don't want that. Um, And And what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have to consider my peer group is usually very bikey people. So Mm -hmm. uh, usually I organize a baby seat bike group purchase um for my friends because that ends up being an expense and you know there's kind of a standard baby seat that tends to work for a lot yeah no that rules so um and i i also think that is a really important part of gift giving for these things don't think that you need to pay for that 200 dollars blender all by yourself like go in with friends like i said there's a lot of other people in the same camp um and they your friends are going to be really happy to have they're not going to judge you hopefully if they're right. your well no and, and, and pooling money definitely allows people to get things beyond their financial means yep. uh, for someone they care about which yep. is cool I think that wraps our show for today. I'd love to hear if you have any like crazy wedding expenses that you've had happen before or... Um, or how are you paying for your wedding? Yeah. How are you paying for your wedding is a really interesting one. The average cost of the American wedding, I think, is up to like $20,000. Um, <laughs> and I don't think I've ever been to a wedding that costs that much. Um, my, most of my friends are more frugal. So I'd love to hear about either your frugal wedding or the wedding that you totally don't regret that you spent $40,000 on um, and how you paid for it or how you're going to pay for for it (laughs) (laughs) Uh, or if you're still paying off credit card debt from your wedding Um, but yeah I think that wraps our show our producer is Will Romy and our intro music is by Aaron Parecki 
I'm Lillian Kerbake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. And till next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. X-Ray.